Welcome to the New Age Boxing Podcast with me, Andy White. And, well, that's it. But don't worry, you haven't downloaded a podcast that only features me. I'm humble, almost as humble as AJ, enough to know that that wouldn't be as entertaining as we normally deliver. We wouldn't want to let you down. But we do have something that is actually a world exclusive. My God, how far we've come, eh? We have the extremely accommodating and charming Gilberto Mendoza Jr., the head of the WBA. Now, before you think that's me blowing smoke, honestly, you'd be fascinated to listen to the candidness with which he speaks and the honesty. He and Martin talk everything over, from Gilberto's perceived quality in certain weight divisions to the reasoning behind the non-sanctioning of the GGG Brook fight. It's a fascinating listen. Enjoy. Can I ask you one thing? You know, it's just like, um, it's something that I feel that I have it in my mind. I just don't want to lose it. I don't know. Well, I can repeat it. Let's see which way it happens, just in case you're not taping me or whatever. Uh, you know, I have the sense that, you know, we're criticized too much sometimes in a good way. Because despite we make sometimes decisions that are not popular, uh, really unpopular, and sometimes they just don't are in the, like in the field of the fans, I feel that it's a feeling that I have, it's a perception that I just want to, want to take in. Like, people do respect the WBA, they believe it's the oldest sanctioning body, but they see that sometimes in the administration decisions, it's not at the same level with that expertise that you give them and that you, like, like you are wishing that the WBA will, will maintain that, that kind of roots, you know. I mean, at some point, I, I understand the prestige and credibility they give me, but it's like I'm taking it away from it because that's the way it's pointed out when it's in a, when we're in a collegiate body. You know, we are you know we have 21 members that make decisions. Yeah. But nobody sees that bureaucracy part, you know, that, that is involved. And I take I take huge risk because I have something that I'm weighing in this, uh, in this boxing world, which is, I'm like, I, will, I like to prevent the legacy of my father. I will, I, I need, never oppose him. We always adapted to the new changes of boxing. We never were, you know, opposite to one idea or the other. We just try things new. We, we believe that um, every organization has to be flexible and that we have to provide something to the sport instead of us from the sport. And when I, when I say us getting something with the sport, just getting a sanctioning fee like a royalty for selling or recognizing a world champion. Oh, I talk too much. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. No problem. <laughs> I'm good for a podcast, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I answer everything and I'm honest, you know, and I, I will tell you if I think it was a mistake or not. Um, this issue about Smith, I just don't know why they hate Smith so much. Uh, I am cruel, honest when I want to say 
And I don't want to attack the 168 division. And I understand exactly what the fans are questioning me. But, uh, you know, there's not too much talent in the 168. And, I mean, Paul Smith is a proven guy. I understand the part that, you, that, that when they're saying that he hasn't done too much to get a title fight. But, I mean, I think his past history allows him to make a fight. I think the biggest problem was a mistake made by my rankings committee when they put him at number five. Can I, can I ask a question that might clarify it for British fans? Because um, I, I know you've been asked it on Twitter many times. So just to try yeah, but, and but I, I'm, I'm opening myself to you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, it's like an exclusive. I, I waited a, lot, a long time because I didn't want to be rude through the media. I, I, I felt I needed to do it uh, talking. And I, actually, I'm trying to plan... Like, uh, what do you call that? A periscope or something when I can speak with the fans? Yeah. It, you know, I, I'm waiting if I'm going to do it tomorrow or next week. I, I'd rather do it next week because if we use my answers to you regarding the Smith, that will be like my official position in, in voice. Then we will do something in writing, of course. And I won't, and I won't take any more questions after this Saturday, of course, or no, before it. So to yeah. clarify then, um, Paul Smith has gone from, uh, where was he? He was not ranked in the March rankings. He was not ranked, yes. And then came right. in at number five in April. So, I mean, you said <laughs> you said you were going to personally address this or have a look into yeah. it on Twitter. Yeah, I, I was. You know, I, I, I got my, you know... <laughs> Uh, it's funny was because you know, I say everything like I'm genuine. Like, whatever comes to my mind, I will tell you. I call, <laughs> I call all those tweeters, trolls, or haters that I have sometimes. I call them they like them, my girlfriends from England <laughs> 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 because, because they never forget. Is it only well, England you get it from? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I, I get some questions from, from the um, from the uh, from Spanish people, but. Uh, but not as much as I get it from not as much passion as the UK fans get it. And I love that because I love the UK fans. And before I ever seen the Smith, I got to go back to the Klitschko and Joshua. I was walking around through the ring and I was pushed a couple of times by fans that knew who I was because of my Twitter answer sometimes. And because they know I'm accessible. And at the beginning, I had one of those guys that didn't like my decisions. And I ended up sitting down with him and his friends explaining everything. And we had a nice conversation afterwards. And But he he was, like, very persuasive telling, look, you got to go book the one title. You know, that was really multiple times. But I told him, look, you're, you're, look, you are seeing that I'm doing it, but it's not as easy as that. And then I explained him a little bit how, how the things work inside and how the championship committee could get a request. And I, I went through all the procedures, but we had it. You know, I like it. I like it. You know, I just, I, I know I play around and sometimes I say something I shouldn't, but, but you know, I, I like it. And uh, I like to exchange words a little bit. And I, I, you know, the only thing I ask is respect. You know, when you start getting the F word a couple of times, yeah. And they get you in a bad day, so you know you, you get it. I mean, I, I'm a human at the end of the day, and I'm not re- fully responsible for all the decisions. I'm just a front face. Yeah. So with regards then to Paul Smith, I mean, just to clarify it completely, is it is it a mistake that he went in at number five? I do believe they rate him high. I did that criteria. The thing about rankings is that criteria. I think they went over too much. I think he could be top fifteen, and he will get a chance anyway. It's just the ranking that generated all the, all these problems. I did came back 
to the rankings committee, but it's late to put him down. I mean, I mean to do a reconsideration. There's two. There's two ways. As president, I have to respect my organization's entities, the inside entities, rankings committee and championship committee. They're a separate um, entity that makes decisions and that publishes rankings, and they go and discuss. They have a process of discussing things. Uh, regarding why he got, I mean, why he was in the ranking, why he came up, we did receive a request by um, Matchroom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I like the picture they did on me and Eddie Aaron. <laughs> 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 they got to update it because I gained weight from that picture to the other one. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, every promoter has the chance to request. Every promoters. Um, national commissions, uh, any director from a regional area, they have the right to request the boxer to be rated. Why perhaps, um, why perhaps that Paul Smith was overlooked and was not in the rankings? We never got the, you know, we never got it. I mean, our, our rankings committee never came up with, with, for his, with his name. I do believe his, his trajectory and his, um, his record for somehow could have him as a top 15. Number five is too much. I went back to my rank to my rankings committee. Uh, in the same way, you're entitled to propose a name. If you see he has some numbers in the calibers, then the decision comes in the ranking committee wherever they're going to put it. In the same way, you have that that you know, let's say like a resource to include him, to request including of a, of a boxer. There's also a request of reconsideration, and as I as president. In a, by the way, in a non-president situation, I was going to ask my rankings committee to reconsider him as number five, but it was too late anyways. I mean, the fights happened on Saturday, so that was going to be corrected. I do strongly believe, I don't know, I mean, the um, the questions that I have seen regarding him is how he earned the title if he didn't do anything. Look, sometimes you look at the records. If you look at the, at the losses of, uh, of Paul Smith, you know, taking one guy in England, I think it was for a national title a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, that's the only fight you could say, look, you know, I, I don't know the, the fighter he lost to, but if you look at the other names, it's Under Ward, um, the, um, Arthur Abraham, you know, a couple of them in world title fights or calendar opponents. I mean, I think Paul Smith will be a good contender for Tyrone Soge. I don't know how they pronounce it. <laughs> But, yeah. but from a fan's perspective, do you understand that the fact that he lost the two Abraham fights and the Ward fight may not quantify him <laughs> as being a world champion contender? Uh, look, if he would be a pick or elected to fight uh, the um, Groot, which is the super champion at this point, yeah. by another, the, another that derailed the division, a lot of my plans. I would be more in favor of that opinion. But look, you say you guys or media and fans, they call that the Soviet uh, is not the real champion, he's a secondary champion, right? <laughs> you know, at this level, I consider they have, you know, they have, uh, in, the, in the case of Soviet, he could be the, he, he could develop his career. In the case of Paul Smith, I think, you know, he can make a, a statement, you know, if he wins back this fight and then, you know, he would be, if he beats Soviet, Maybe if there's another defense, he will be eligible to fight um, groups, for example. I'm just giving you situations yeah. that I think. It's a way of developing themselves. If you look at the super middleweight, there's how many super middleweights there are in the world, I don't know at this point. 
But if you look at the, at the super middleweights, I do. I strongly believe that he deserves a chance. I mean, he's not fighting for the, the A title, if you want to call it like that. I mean, I don't have a problem regarding that. You know, we took a different standard policy regarding that. We had like concept of developing regarding championships. This is going to happen. We are changing it, and I do understand. You know, I will I will review this this kind of situation when it happens. I know he came through two losses, and then he just fought two guys. But I think his whole record, you know, this make, makes him deserve the title. That's the only thing I, I do believe. I don't know why you're being so hard on him. I don't got nothing personal. I don't got nothing personal on him. When guys answer me, oh, it's about money, and they put those dollar signs in the in the um, <laughs> in the Twitter. Look, I have spent more money in lawyers in this fight than I think whatever they're going to pay a sanction because uh, because now. Now this this is very important for you. Now I give you my personal opinion. I'm going to go as an organization. What really exactly happened? This fight was requested first. Eddie Hearns as matchroom requests uh, Paul Smith to be ready. Okay, he got what I, what I call it was a mistake. A top five, I consider it was a mistake. You know, maybe it's top ten, perhaps or top fifteen, whatever it is. Uh, we didn't do that change. We didn't take any, any position on it. We left it like this. Then um, they requested the fight. So he get to fight um, So he get to fight Smith. Yeah. There was, there was a previous order on the direct rematch in Echo against Zoyge. Uh, I, did, did, I did disagree on this one, by the way, with the championship committee when they ordered the direct rematch. I disagreed totally because I thought Zoyge won that fight despite, you know, it looked like competitive. I scored it the same way I did the, with the Murata and Ndama, and I saw Zoya winning that fight. I didn't, I didn't find too much wrongs, but that was a decision. I didn't complain. We issued that resolution. Uh, Matchroom and Sourlin that are involved and interested in having this fight instead of going with uh, with Ekpo as an opponent, uh, they they rather they went with the Smith fight. They, they, they said they, they had something some deal going on since six months or whatever it was. This uh, request of a special permit to grant that fight was denied by the WBA Championship Committee initially. You know, they said that he had to fight Echo. But uh, things started getting hot, obviously. We had started getting lawyers, you know, um, making like trying to make a reconsideration on, on this decision by the Championship Committee. And at the end, uh, in order to avoid more legal conflicts, there was a conversation with Don King, and Don King agreed on certain, I cannot disclose whatever we agree on, to wait until this fight happened where the Echo fight the winner. And that was the way it happened, and that was the way this fight was approved. It was not as easy and simple as you're looking at it since the announcement, because there's another thing. There's a lot of fights that for publicity, and for TV purposes, they announced it before having the, the, the approval of the sanctioning body. And this happens everywhere. It's not only the UK, it's also the United States. Yeah. It happens everywhere. They just announce it without telling us that the fight, I mean, we, we just, in the same way as you fans and media, as you media and fans get the information, that's the same way I get it. Exactly the same way I get it. I mean, and then, you know, we have to start chasing the, the promoters. You know? There's a, there's a their whole situation. There's a whole... I hope a lot of things are happening at this point that um, I do believe boxing model we have to change 
business model will have to change sooner or later. I have that. I think I'm going to have a good proposal as an organization and perhaps by November. I'm working on it every day. Um, I do believe one of the best, one, the most important asset in the sports are fans and boxers. That's why I answer the fans. <laughs> I believe in equality and I believe in free speech. And that's why I, I also answer. And uh, fans make me understand a lot of points, make me understand in which way they're turning to fight. Um, perhaps we would not agree, like in this Smith Miss fight, and they, they will believe that this is just a matter of money, but I'm not here about a sanction or not. You know, I'm, I'm thinking in a long term plan. Uh, I think there's a lot of positive things that you will be able to look at the WB at this point that we're trying to work. But also, you will have to understand that this change um, will take a lot of uh, steps in order to do it. You know, there's a lot of promoters that work on an old model, and I'm trying to change things. I'm trying to do my best. You know, um, one one fan, I forgot his name, is Mitch. He wrote me a letter, which I found it very respectful. And I, I was trying to be reciprocal with him because I I, I really liked it because he saw the good parts. But they were just complaining about the Smith. Look, I'm taking the Smith, you know, which wherever the fight is happening, see what happens Saturday and and see where we go and we'll, we'll see what goes on. I do strongly believe, uh, as I said, this was agreed by the, by all the parties involved and the fight is happening. At the beginning of the championship tonight, uh, let's see what happens on Saturday. Uh, look, I have said to you, Two things. One is that the championship, that the, the ranking of post-mid five was too high. It was a mistake. I think you have to be reconsidered and put him at, at least top ten. You know, I don't know which number, but I think perhaps they won't agree with me. But you know, we all have we're entitled to our own opinions. And second, I'm accepting you the, the matter of the second title, secondary title, the way they call it. So I think. And, I mean, there's nothing, nothing else in that, and then because I, I read everything they put about the relationship with matching or not. You know, I mean, that, that doesn't make any any kind of sense. It was a fight that the TV wanted somehow. TV plays a factor. Um, I will look in my new models and my new decisions to protect a little bit more fans and boxers. That's the only thing I can tell you about this fight. Well, okay, we'll move on from that. That's uh, thank you for covering it. Um, I want to ask about the heavyweight tournament. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously there's lots of circumstances that have fallen apart around it. Um, so where does it sit currently? Is that off the table? Look, we started with the tournament. Tournament became a mess. <laughs> you know, hell, it seems it's very difficult to make to make it that happen whenever you don't have the support of the TV. That's one thing I learned from, from these orders. It was really, it was looking really nice. You know, at the end, I think we were able to deliver with a lot of flexibility the, the best fight that could happen in the heavyweight division, which was Klitschko and Joshua. That perhaps it will be repeated. They will might have a rematch or not. Everybody's waiting on Vladimir's decision. See what what, what is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I feel a little bit bad regarding it. You know, um, the division. I was. I there's one thing that happens in every division in, in boxing right now. This is my personal opinion, by the way. Uh, 
lately, promoters, managers, they're more concerned about their, their pockets. I'm referring to protect their investments on these fighters. And they're less willing to, um, to make harder fights or to challenge better opposition. They're just waiting a, a fight to happen. And this is something that has to change from sanctioning bodies. Because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of, there's also, I talked about somebody who requests an inclusion of a fighter. There's also ways that they, they fight for regional titles and targeted positions and going up that I think it has to be changed. There's something in the ranking that we, we got to check. I do have, we have a solid ranking, but so everybody's trying to protect. They're, they're less willing to, to take risks at, at, at all the divisions. And it was, and it's happening in the heavyweight division. There's a good talent among the champions, but everybody wants to be kind of champion, a champion before making this. So we call this tournament. Uh, we gave the best we had at the, at the point, and I tell you, they're, they're not the best that we have. Then we had several situations. We had a situation with with Shannon Briggs that was resolved on the settlement. Uh, some claim he was doing on, on the change in the ranking that there's a law in, in the United States, Muhammad Ali, that protected the fighters, and there was a breach from our part that could be argued, but we didn't get an extent on it. So we gave him a title fight. We had an opportunity of a title fight. Uh, well, now he's positive on, on, on an illegal substance that, that will be addressed sooner or later. I, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but usually he has to be suspended because of the first time at least six months. Yeah, we we had a situation with Okendo regarding a, a, a judge a, a court order from New York that also made him participate in it. Um, then Ustinov, for some reason, was high in the rankings and also got involved in it. Ortiz relinquished his title at the point. Lucas Brown became positive, you know, so, so, so there's a, a lot of things can happen, you know. But if you see, you know, at some point this um, tournament, um, there's going to be a clarification resolution soon after they take care of the Briggs case to see what's going to happen. If you want me as president to give you what will I desire, not going, not taking into consideration the legal part, I would like them to fight for eliminative fight. All the boxers will include it, or the highest available to fight for elimination and not have a secondary title in the submission. And just wait until Ortiz fights the winner of Joshua and Klitschko. That's supposed to be Joshua, but then, you know, when, whenever you have a unified champion, you have, there's a lot of commitments, and that time starts to extend. You know, the clock starts ticking for the, for, the, for, the, for the boxers, and that's the situation we got to deal with. So, why would, that's one thing I would like. Well, obviously, you have to listen to your advisors. You need advisor. You have to listen to whoever is running the championship committee. I was championship committee chairman in the past, so I know exactly what what uh, what we're talking about. But this is basically what's happening. You know, um, I have my doubts because uh, I would like to have the best fight as, as much as I can. You know? And uh, there's also one thing that we have to consider. And as I told you, a boxer is an asset. The way they earn a living is fighting. And the way they, they will get a better purse is if they get, you know, titles opportunities. But at this point, whenever you have a one champion that is accepted by media, by fans, and everybody else considered the world champion, you know, some, somehow when he has all sanctioning bodies, it gets, like, monopolized. And it's complicated, you know. That's 
one of the things we at the point we tried to do this multiple champion, but it didn't work. The idea of the multiple champion was to make like a tournament, but it never worked. So to end, to wrap up a little bit, the heavyweights. You know, the heavyweights. I told you my my time point of view. There's going to be a reconsideration. We have requests from from uh, Ustinov that he wants to box us Okendo for the regular championship. Uh, it took too long to do that tournament, and I do consider the new situation, the new scenario, should only determine I, the next uh, the next mandatory for the winner when Ortiz gets his chance. This is yeah. what I mean. This is what I, I do believe, and it's going to be a tournament that should be two for the limit not for regular title, but then I got to go back to my legal advisors and check everything out. I mean, it's not as simple as when we tweet or do one thing, you know, sometimes we are judged, um, we ask, and sometimes without certain facts that make things important, you know. So it's arguable, you know. It's arguable. At this point, there's going to be a, a, clarific- a clarification resolution. We got to address the request of Tinos. We got to address Shannon's uh, positive. We got to address, uh, who else is there? <laughs> well, Ortiz, Ortiz requesting that he wants to fight next, but then I, I heard they had a fight left. Between between organizations, that's another thing, you know, I haven't addressed. There's some reciprocal, reciprocal agreement regarding the mandatory. Whoever did the last mandatory, that's, you know, we had like a rotation. And, but that's that's a verbal agreement between the past presidents, not the new presidents. Right. <laughs> That's something, you know, so like in this case, IBF considered that they were, they, you know, they had a mandatory decision prior to us. We did discuss on that, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Joshua has double mandatories. But still, the market, if he's promoted, and they see a better economy uh, opportunity if they fight for <coughs> the rematch, if it happens. Then they will do the pull up, and then they want to do fury, and then I, you know, then we're going to start getting conflicts and conflicts and conflicts regarding that. What I see, you know, I don't know if you know. I, I hope we can, you know, we, we can iron all these wrinkles all the way back. It's going to be tough to approve it in, in, in the way because at the same time, Tyson Fury, which has been named, and it seems like to be a huge fight in the UK. He has to clear his issues with the with the commission. Uh, the, um, what do you call the UK UK yeah UK uh, anti doping yeah, yeah. He will have to clear that before coming back. And then, you know, if you look at it, then fans will like that fight. So it's just last fight is what when he defeated Vladimir Klitschko. But then then we go back and let me make an analogy regarding the the Smith thing. You know, then <laughs> then you know. Why he's entitled to come back without making a fight for so long and after being, you know, a positive on an illegal system? This will be interesting. There are things that you got to think about. But uh, as far as, w, as going back to the heavyweight, you know, I'm just dealing at this point with Briggs and with Ortiz request and with Ustinov. There is um, something that will be coming sooner or later. Uh, there's we just received a special permit for that. Rematch for the Klitschko and uh, and uh, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua, yes. Yeah. I got lost with too many names. <laughs> you know, and that if, if the rematch happens, you know, it has to be approved by the championship committee. 
it will be unethical if I tell you anything right now because that could lead the tendency in my members to vote for something or not. You know, so that, I, I would rather stay there. Yeah, I would rather keep it here. I want to be fair, you know. But uh, that will depend on those votes. That's what we're pending right now with this situation. But there's one thing: Vladimir has to make his mind if he's going to take the rematch or retire. So I don't know. You know, I think time will be a critical uh, factor in this in this division. So if Titan Fury did return, say, next month, where would he fit within the WBA's heavyweight scene? Well, this, I don't know. You know, that fight will be like the commercial, what they want to do. Obviously, he was a former champion. If, he's, if he went, if, if um, he goes, first he has to, to get the, you know, he has to be clean on with the UK uh, yeah. to open it. That, that's the issue. <laughs> that's one thing. And I, and I do believe that we will require him to participate in a fair boxing program if the fight happens. But I can't tell you nothing because at the same time, if, I, mean, I mean, they will have to fight Ortiz. They will, I mean, they have to take Ortiz out of the way in order to keep the WBA title, if I want to tell you. <laughs> you know, every, they, you know uh, that's one thing. It's, it's, we'll be, they will have to make a special permit, see whatever it is. They're already going to put a special permit if they want to do the rematch, that's it. they apply for it. So it's not going to be so fun in this mission for a while. <laughs> and, yeah, but this is this is what happens. Sometimes there are commercial fights that people want to do and, and it makes sense for fans and everybody. Because honestly, I would like to see Protection Fury fighting fighting Joshua, but I would like to see the best, the best form of Tyson Fury fighting Joshua. And you, you get me? And after a long break, you know, you need a couple of fights. That's what I do believe. But I mean, I, I'm not the guy who makes decisions on his career. I'm just making my, 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 my position. That would be a logical position, you know. But uh, sometimes TV rules over us. You know? And if the fight sells, they will try to do it. And they will try to push as hard as possible. Actually, we could go back to an example. I didn't approve. Well, I didn't know. I can't say that. Because I got to WBA, we went back, and we saw the broke. And uh, I was skeptical about big job fighting a powerful guy like Triple G, and we denied it. We just allowed like like like, like a like a non-title fight. And you and were the what, only commission that denied it as well, weren't you? Yeah, we were we were the only sanctioning bodies because at uh, some point when we were discussing, some point when we were discussing, I, I did believe that it was. Um, it was too early for for Brook to, to jump in the ring, you know, and face a, a true middleweight like like Triple G. I mean, I mean, he fought Daniel Jacobs, who was uh, heavy in the fight, and you saw what happened. I mean, he, yeah. he rocked he rocked Daniel Jacobs. So fighting a welterweight who's not used to that, and well, that causes a little bit of friction with Maxwell, and I won't deny it, you know. But uh, that was our decision, and I think time has. Express a different thing, you know. His eyes pocket was broken the first fight, and now in the second fight, you know, I don't know if it's a consequence of that one. You know, so, by the way, that was a huge fight, and I love that fight. They're all Spence and Kilbrook. I'm not taking nothing away from Kilbrook. I like his bravery. I like his heart, his courage of taking big challenges. But at some point, this is, this is a sport that needs to be real on, on the physical part. But I think so, history proves you're right to turn it down. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it happens that <laughs> in the same way. <laughs> um, look, look, Martin, I'm a passionate fan. I want people who are going to listen to this to understand that. I'm as fan as you guys. I started, uh, 
I, I heard a phrase today, which was really funny. <laughs> that I said, they told me that I, that I had a, a director, a boxing director crib. <laughs> it is true. I, I was born in, in this in, in this atmosphere of boxing. So I was a little kid. My one of my first the memories that I can call back has to involves a heavyweight. It was me when I was eight years old, meeting nine years old in Chicago. I met Larry Hall. That was one of the biggest moments for me. I can go back and say that I I was. Um, I saw training camps in Youngstown, Ohio, of Ray Bumancini, for example. I mean, I'm as passionate as that, and I love the sport very much. So uh, it's not that I take the decisions. It's I have to I have to also challenge the system. I have a lot of members that um, that uh, are used to a past boxing world. The sanctioning bodies were more. Um, Political, what do you say? Were they were more political in the past? Right. They were they were more influential regarding the decisions. We were able to have real commissions participating in the general assemblies that helped make decisions and regulate. Uh, it, it, it was like a international treaty where they they could somehow they could somehow um, get involved, uh, make our decisions rule for real. The sport that changed a lot since Muhammad Ali and, and the U.S. Commission started getting out of it, and it is quite an, an, an anarchy. What's going on? And this is something that I'm looking at. I mean, actually, I'm I'm, I'm advancing a couple of views that I have in the sport right now, and I went out of the question. I'm sorry, <laughs> but but I think that was important to prove a little bit what the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you mentioned about um, TV companies and their involvement and how that shifts kind of some of the fights, perhaps. How much um, of a headache is it going to cause you with the World Super Series of boxing? A lot, <laughs> you know, a lot because they're going to delay my they're going to delay my plan of having by the end of the year uh, one champion in each division. They already did. There are, legal, there are certain aspects in league, legally that, have, that are stopping me from, and I hate, I hate it, but. I don't mind, you know. I don't, I don't see it as an obstacle, you know. I just see it in, in a way that I'm, I'm challenged and seeing which way I can change it. The TV, uh, the super series are going to affect me in the cruiserweights, and uh, and then the super middleweights, as, as, as I heard. Um, I I did receive the, a letter from uh, Schumann of that perhaps he will retire from boxing. All right. So this will help a little bit because then uh, um, Dordicus will be elevated, and then he, if he finishes the he finishes the tournament, then he will have to face Levitt. But if Levitt loses, no, well, if he loses, he will. He will have, I mean, if he fights for a championship, not going to be. That's the only. That's the only issue I have, you know, because I will have. I, you know, they will be holding me on this, and already in super middleweight, they are holding me with the Smith fight. Is it Smith? Soybean winner will have to fight Echo before going to this tournament. Otherwise, we're not going to have the tournament. So, so will, will you make any dispensations? Will you allow any kind of flexibility around fighters taking part in it if they already hold a title? Or yeah. will you still impose the same sanctions well, over man? If you go, go to the cruiserweights, I will have to check, uh, check the situation. Uh, we haven't received the, the formal you know, request of allowing... Um, they, I think I heard 
Lebedev refused to participate in the tournament. That was the best thing for us. Because at some point, the title was going to come up to the finals. But uh, as far as I heard now, I know that the, the that Orticus was the only one who agreed. And uh, Shumanov, as I told you, already the situation. So uh, the winner of that tournament will end up fighting... Lebedev or relinquishing to it. I mean, they will have to option. That, that, that would be one condition that we would put in that, in that tournament. The super middleweight, we haven't received nothing. I have no information on it. And if it happens, that's the other thing. I, I do believe in order for us to approve it, we will have, uh, we will have to have at least, um, Soige or Smith or Egbo, um, at least it's two fights to happen before entering the tournament. That's right. the only thing. You know, that's the only thing I, I look at it. And that, but then it would be the really my, the, you know, the expectation I have, you know, of having one champion in this two division. It makes me, uh, it's a little bit upsetting, but we gotta live to it. You know? I mean, uh, I mean, there's one ideals that I have and fans have because they share with they share with me and some media have it. But the business works in a different way, and we have to accept that even if it's not good or bad. You know, that's the way it happens. When you say about the TV, sometimes they act as promoters. You know, when they have when they sign exclusive fighters, you know, it's like being a promoter. <laughs> That's yeah. one thing I want yeah. to add. And they're not regulated by any law in the United States, <laughs> but they are the biggest source of revenue for fighters. So it's a, it's an issue. Boxing is really interesting because there's a lot of things we could discuss for hours. <laughs> uh, I wanted to touch on the situation around the number of belts per division. Um, I know you've stated kind of publicly that your intention is to clear it up and get it down to one. That's what, was... What's the current situation with that? Uh, my current situation is uh, that uh, I'm working very hard. I already told you to promise I'm having, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm being, uh, you know, if you look at, if you look at all the divisions, I'm staying, I'm sticking to it. Minimum weight, Flyweight, light flyweight. Um, recently, we're going to have uh, Maris and Santa Cruz will be fighting. You know, that that will eliminate one thing. You know, we, I, I think we're on the way. Yeah, I think, I think there's eight divisions where there's one champ and then nine divisions where there are two or more. Yeah, and I, and I keep going like that. I haven't approved more interim titles. I have been looking people at doing interim titles, and that's the fun part because sanctioning uh, bodies sometimes criticize that I did interim titles, and I'm seeing people doing interim titles. I mean, different organization doing interim titles. Yeah, I, I'm sticking, and I'm I'm a little bit stuck on, on certain divisions that, I, that for one or the other reason I have to create I have to create a tool. You know, um, well, we have two. Uh, actually, this is I, I could share this with you because it already happened. Uh, we denied the uh, Carl Frampton was trying to fight for regular title against Brian Vasquez, and we denied that request. So okay. Yeah, that, that's one thing, and it was a, it was a huge fight to be approved. They, they had, more, you know, if I'm honest with you, they had more grounds to get a special permit doing that than than the Smith Sobey fight. If you want to look at it one way, see, I'm agreeing with you. And I'm here, I'm here. But then, then in the so in the Sobey Smith, it was more about the commercial part of the promoter. You know, there has to be some balance, and that has to be understood. And I still can get the word, but I just want you know my opinion on it. Uh, you know, uh, we, oh, there's another fight we order Regal Regal against Flores that will be happening. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of certain interims. Uh, yeah. 
So have, so, you, have you got a time scale of to how long before you kind of get rid of it, or was it all down to legal issues? Uh, so look, I will have to do it. I owe you that one, you know, to tell you exactly when. But my plan was in 2018, starting without. My plan was that starting in 2018 with one champion per division, it's not going to happen. So uh, already the tournament's killing me. You know, the whole tournament is taking me. But at least I would like to have by beginning of the, by 2018, at least I would hope to have. 10 divisions, you know, leave the other seven waiting for it. Let's see what happens. I, I hope I could do my, I hope that by 2019 we can do something about it. You know? Okay. <laughs> but you know, one thing, uh, we had one meeting once and we had promoters discussing about it. Promoters love this multi-title situation. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah. Helps them sell a show. They can get more money from the TV, but at the same time, it makes our sport a little bit popular, you know. And then, even if I have one champion, the per division, what's going to happen with, you know, there's always, the confusion on the final will always come, because you're going to have, in 17 divisions, you're going to have four champions anyway. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of another, uh, that's, that's, I think it's, it's a matter of a forum and talking about it, but I'm respecting the fans. Look, I'm taking, I took my decisions, I'm going for it, and we're taking, we'll see what happens from now on, but... I hope that by the end of 2018, and I have only one champion, to be honest. I, I would love to have a different one, but, you know, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm working it very hard, and I go with everything, and I deny a lot of requests that I get, a lot yeah. of requests that I get. Yeah, because, I mean, again, taking the Zoyga smith fight, I mean, without a label of a world title fight, it's very much nothing to kind of not highly ranked super middleweights. Um, but for the promoters, for the Sauerlands and Matchroom, if they can attach a world title kind of label to it, then it becomes a lot more appealing to sell to uh, uneducated fans, I suppose, is a nice way. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I, I get the point of the fans. You know, they, they get a little bit... But you know what I think? This is another part. If Zoig and Smith, they don't have the title. If they fight each other for a 10-round, it's a good fight. Or a regional title, it's a good fight. At the level we're talking about, but you know, uh, but you know, in this in this matter, they thought it could be a fight that could sell four champions. And uh, you know, you know, one thing: what happened if this myth wins? And I get, uh, you know, and I get all these people hating me for one reason or the other. <laughs> that, would, that would be really, really ironic, you know. But let's see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I, I honestly, I think, I mean, Soiga looks strong with Ekbo, and uh, but. In his previous fight, and you know, I, I just don't know. They, they get, you know, he, he defeated um, the Carolis. We know that he looks strong. He's trained by Juden Bremer, Juher Bremer, former champion. Yeah, uh, he looks to be a, a prospect. I, you know, more, he's going back about box. Let's see what happens. You know, but I understand the point. I understand the point where on, on the secondary title, but it's there. I mean, the title exists. I mean, it happened in the past, so let's see what happens. Okay. Listen, um, there's another fight, a division I'm looking forward that um, right, you know I wish TVs could do tournaments in, in each division without without needing a title that would be great. Put you an example: if we do the super welterweights where we have three champions, by the way, at this point, you, there's a lot of good fights that can come out of a good tournament from the top five until the champions. You know. Um, by the way, I can, I, I can just I could say this publicly. 
uh, Andrade and Lara by the end of the year should, you know, there's going to be order of negotiations, so they have to fight. I think Lara has until November since so was elevated to super champion to fight. Um, then we have their Castaño who's fighting Zorro. We got to we got to see what happens, and that that will help. At least that's one one title less. And uh, at this point, I'm not convinced that I will elevate the interim champion or not to regular. That that depends. You know, that that's another thing I'm doing. When we go back to the regarding to multiple, it depends on the fight that when we sanction it for not for a regular championship. It depends if, if the quality allows it. Yeah, which is which is different from we're talking from the from the Smith fight. I wanted to touch on um, with regards to the Undam and Murata fight, uh, and you've ordered the rematch for that. Is that to clarify? Is that because of the scoring of the first fight? Uh, yes, for the controversy that happened, we did a media evaluation and we, uh, we just attacked it. I, I did it myself. I was a little bit ashamed regarding the decision. I, it's not, I didn't agree with what my my own official did. Um, I think um, I am straightforward regarding the officials. I think we have to, to, to do something to clean the sport. We're not sports like soccer where you win by, you know, it doesn't matter how, how you play, it matters what the score is. You know, in boxing, it matters the way you perform, and that will be um, reflected on a scorecard. That's something we have to do. And you know, I, I could watch the fight a hundred times, and I would tell you that Murata won. I mean, there, I, I saw Murata winning clearly. I don't know if I'm wrong or not, but a lot of people saw that way. And then the fans' point of view has to be respected somehow. You know, we cannot. I mean, um, there has to be a way where we have to. As sanctioning bodies, as, as, as boxing directors, we have to sell the good parts of the sport, you know. And I think that if we show ourselves doing decisions like the one I did, it will help to improve a little bit. Because at the end, whoever, the guys who buy the fights are the fans. And if they're not understanding the score system, there's something that we're doing wrong. And there's no kind of immunity for, for the officials, you know. There's a way they have to be sanctioned or at least make them reconsider whenever they're going to make a vote because there are lives involved in this. I mean, there are projects of life of people involved in decisions like this. And uh, this fight was clear. I mean, it was an easy fight to score. It was not a hard fight to score. I will justify a, a decision like that in a, in a close bout, you know, where the rounds are close, but it, this was, was really open. And... Uh, it got my enemies inside the organization, but I'm okay. I can live with it. As long as it's doing something good for the sport. So is that something that you would do again in the future? I don't know if, it's, if it's, uh, my wife doesn't get angry. If I leave home or I leave the dinner, the lunch like I did that day, and I go to watch a fight, it won't be a problem. You know? But further than that, as long as I have the time to do it, I will do it. I, I would love if we can do it live. You know, Actually... Um, I'm, I'm thinking about having a panel to analyze all fights that we could, that we could watch on TV or get a good high quality um, stream. But one of the things that put up a red flag was when I started reading all the controversy that was generated through social media and through the media in Japan. It was a huge controversy. I, I never, to be clear with this, I never heard from the promoter. I just went directly to what, what the fans said about it and what I read in different in different outlets. And I said, look, I gotta check what, what the hell happened. And when I, when I watched the fight, I will repeat it, I was embarrassed about the, about the decision that, that, that was uh, 
that was announced by my judges, you know, by the two judges, I gave it in a different way. And I took the risk of suspending when I know um, it has generated certain conflicts, legal conflicts in the past. Yeah. But uh, but I don't care about the legal part. I care more about the ethical. That you know, judges have to understand that make mistakes. They're human beings, you know. And if I don't know how many people saw that fight live, but at least it was a considerable amount of people. Because <laughs> a lot of people saw winning one side. There's something that had to be wrong with our system. And we gotta be there. We gotta stand for it. And this time, I did. I mean, this time I agree with him. That perhaps next time I will say no. Who knows? You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. But what I did to make clear that day, I remember when I was telling you about that. There's certain process that I can make my my commuters reconsider. That's what I did. Watch the fight. I made a report and I emailed it to my championship committee, and they agree with me. They check. They Actually, each member of the championship committee uh, judged the fight. Some didn't agree with my score, but at the end, they they, they thought that Murata was a clear winner. That was unanimous. So I, I thank them for that. Because at some point, I, they, my 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 petition could be denied, <laughs> and then I will. I, I, they have another resources how to do it. But this this time was easy. I don't know if next time it's going to be as easy as that. <laughs> Can you? Um... Can you clear up with the Joshua Klitschko fight? That was for the, from what I understand, the WBA super title. Yeah. Are there not rules around when the super title should be fought or given out as opposed to fought for off of it? No. Vacant belt? That had to be the, that had to be our belt. The reason I created a super championship is because I think both boxers, um, it was, the, we had the IBF involved and it was kind of unification. I um, I have in the rules as president, I can propose the creation of the super championship. It depends on the, on the, on the president and it has to be backed up by the championship committee. Because of the legal situation that I explained in the before, yeah. earlier before, there were so many situations and I thought that was the best fight that we could have in the heavyweight division. So I created a super championship. That's as simple as that. And I thought that though was the guy those were the guys that had to be fighting for the major title that we had in the division. Fortunately, right now, still the only one champion <laughs> that I would Fortunately, it came, it, 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 it played like this, it played good in, in this part, and still, you know, still having only recognizing one champion. And I would love that it will stay like that, but uh, the, the fact that it was called Super is uh, I was, um, we were already looking at the conflict regarding the simultaneous mandatories that is happening. We were looking at many things, and uh, the super champion status gives you more, more time to defend against a mandatory contender. The only thing, it's one condition that uh, was requested by Ortiz, who ended up in this whole mess, because that's what happened in the heavyweight world, because all the conflict of interest that there is in, is that you know he had to fight the winner. And from that fight, then they will have 21 months to defend against whoever is the mandatory. Then they, they will have 21 months to face any kind of um, any kind of, of, of fights they want. And if they want to do the Fury fight, I mean, they, they won't they won't be an impediment, you know. Yeah. Unless I mean, uh, unless it's you know a fight that doesn't meet any criteria or the match is not legible, whatever it is. And but uh, that was one of the reasons I was pushing forward to try to make Ortiz as soon as possible. But then they got the IBF with Kulev. 
I don't know what the IBO does in this kind of situation, but uh, I, I think they do have mandatory, but I just don't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so if Joshua fights Pulev and then fights Ortiz, <laughs> to be honest, if he fights Ortiz, he will get rid out of the WBA for 21 months. If he fights uh, Pulev, then he will have a mandatory in nine months. So, I don't know. It's up to them, whoever they fight for. <laughs> Looking ahead to uh, the Olympics in 2020, are you going to allow your ranked fighters and your champions to take part again as you did in 2016? I would. I, I just don't have a problem with, with, uh, with the AIBA system and, and going to the Olympics. Um, I, ha I haven't seen any data that, that goes opposite. That the end is boxing, you know. It's a matter of one comment people say it's about experience, but uh, I, I just don't have enough uh, medical information that will, that will tell you that, that will allow me to say that there, there's, there is a risk. I mean, the risk is just going into the ring. The only difference is that there's going from different rules to, I mean, they're changing rules, exactly, and they're fighting less rounds, and they want to use, use, I don't know, they don't use the headgears, but use different um, gloves. So... I don't, I, you know, I haven't any proven data on what, I mean, everything is hypothetically, you know, hypothetically. They just talk that this could happen, that that could happen, but in any fight, you know, you know this is a context sport. We can't guarantee that anyway. So can you yeah. understand why the other sanctioned bodies didn't allow their fighters to, uh, to take part? I just don't know the motive why they, they don't want to do it against, uh, they don't want to play this type of fights. Uh, look, for me, it's a matter of taking special permit, then coming back to uh, to do their obligations. When they ask special permit, they will be conditioned, and that's the way I see it. At the end, it's boxing, and they participate in, and the highway is the one who's opening the door, and it's perhaps the way I mean, we, I'm not going to go against free will or, or or make any sanctions. You know? I'll see you in the future, and also, I think you know because you're a hardcore fan. You know, you know, I've sat down a couple of times with Dr. Wu, so uh, I'm looking at a lot of projects with Dr. Wu, but regarding youth, not uh, because we strongly believe both Mr. Wu and I in the um, in the uh, progressive development of the fighters, and I'm throwing it's amateurs and amateurs, so there's there's a lot of topics instead of. Sanctioning, I went before to see, I, I went to sit down with, with the AIBA and see their plans and check everything out before taking any other decision. And I'd rather try to make something happen with them than just closing the door. This is the way we consider that policy. And that's, th this one is my full responsibility <laughs> that I got the, the you know, uh, I, I got a, a trust from, I had the trust from all my board in order to try to make something happen. Which I believe he could. I, I, in the past, I did work with amateurs back in Venezuela. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you got any messages for the fans, Roberto, around just what the WBA are looking to achieve, really, over the next 12, 24 months? Um, put people's minds at rest. You probably covered an awful lot of it already. I appreciate it. But, uh... Uh, first, I will be always available to answer any questions. Uh, please avoid doing the F word so many times. I mean, I'm a human being like everybody else. Uh, I'm not greedy. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't look into dollars. I look into passion. We, we, 
are humans and we're not going to agree all the time. We're going to have our differences. There is an inside part of the sport that you don't look like we have to. I have to protect boxer fans, TV and promoters as well, but I will have a higher priority on, on boxing, boxers and fans. There are certain decisions not going to happen the way we want always. Um, that's in terms of our relationships. <laughs> that's like a relationship agreement. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but in the other, in the other hand, I'm looking forward to have a world boxing entity that will be able to return the sport, fairness, education to boxers and everybody involved that could have the more British belt of all the best, the best champions. Uh, we do believe that boxing changes lives and that we would like to put our, our uh, effort in that in trying to make the sport more popular. We, we try to touch the bases. Um, I wish that we could have a cooperation agreement with the, with local federation to develop sports as a social way to, um, as a vehicle to, uh, to improve social life for many people. And I think it happens a lot in America, but farther than that, um, we are, we will always try to be, you know, um, the pioneers, like our slogan says that we're simply the pioneers, giving fans, box, giving fans the best fights, boxers opportunities and making the most, um, administration decisions uh, fair. That's what basically it is. We like to give the fans back also good decisions and, uh, and having always the doors open to them. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, and then you've got a busy weekend this weekend with Kovalev Ward and, uh, and obviously Smith Liga. Um, so have you got much involvement that you're directly hands-on with it or are you staying out of the way? Uh, I think I'm going to be attending the uh, Kovalev Ward fight. Um, I will be I, I will be looking if I'm in Vegas I will try to stream that fight because I stream the fans know, know it <laughs> so, so please send me the links from now on so I can check out that fight but I know so I'm going to you want the illegal streams the proper yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah I, I will stream that fight because I'm going to be judging the fight and see whoever wins I hope this man wins I don't know uh, I, by the way I don't have any relationship with Myth or anybody else um, I just wish man, man, the best man win in that fight, then fight Degbo, and then from that point we'll see what happens in that tournament. I, I hope we can make Griff fight the winner, but uh, you know, and make only one champion to participate in this tournament. But I think it's not going to happen. I think they're going to propose me that tournament, and it seems fair because um, I heard that Sogi will get involved and Roofs too. So if that happens, the title we you know we're going to have one title by the end of the tournament. And that helps. You're going to get the best 168 fighting, and you're going to get the best fights. Good. Excellent. I think that's probably about it, Gilberto. But thank you so much for spending your time and uh, giving up your time, and you're a busy man. Look, for, uh... I'm not going to do, gonna do the, uh, the periscope. I think I was really fair with you answering everything in a very honest way. I think so... you've answered everything very honestly. Okay. All right, thank you. Okay, now you got you got you got my Skype, so you can contact me anytime. Uh, oh, pleasure. Tell Annie that I love him too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass it up to Scotland. Okay, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, bye. 
So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Gilberto Mendes Jr. A frank, open and honest interview, which I think says a lot, especially in a sport that sometimes can be shrouded in smoke and mirrors to the frustration of a lot of the fans. But I honestly feel like he's treated everyone with respect there, being as open as he was. A massive thank you for that, but also a massive thank you to you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Get in touch. Tell us what you thought of Gilberto's interview. Send us your questions, comments, whatever you feel like you want to input with. We're always happy to take on board what you say and uh, play with it. Frankly, no question is too absurd. Thanks again for listening. See you on Sunday. Oh, sorry. Terry isn't here, is he? Na, 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 na.